Hi, I'm Zoe Sekudis. And I'm Erica Huss. In 2007, we founded Blueprint Cleanse and pioneered the multi-billion dollar cold-pressed juice category. We turned a few thousand dollars into many millions before selling our Blueprint baby in 2012. Now we're back to talk with some of the most forward-thinking experts and entrepreneurs who are not only changing the way we think about wellness, but providing us with the products and services to take back our health. We'll sit down to discuss the trends, breakthroughs, and personal stories behind the brands that are planted firmly at the intersection of wellness and business. Welcome to Highway to Well. Erica, who did we just sit down and talk to? Arul Goldman. Who's Arul Goldman. Arul Goldman, the founder of Sana Vita, which is an amazing holistic treatment center in New York City. Um, we are very, very excited about Arul, and I'll tell you why. Let's get into it. Just go deep. I'm going to go deep into your colon because that's what she does. And let me tell you, it takes a saint to do what she does because I don't think that many people could or should get into this field. Um, it takes a very special person. And she is that special person. It's truly special what she does with most of her day every day. There are going to be a lot of poop puns here. Just give Doesn't you matter. a heads up. There everybody. is no better forum for the poop pun than an episode dedicated to colonics. And the reason is because so many people are confused, disgusted, automatically assume that it's not for them, that it's some like hippy dippy bullshit that we, you know, that should like stay over there. And it's so just not like that. No. What is a colonic? A colonic is a... Should we do multiple choice? Um... <laughs> <laughs> A sweet treat that you eat after dinner. That's A. Okay, B. That's a. B is a procedure that you have to do in a hospital where you drink like a whole bunch of chalky crap and then get to watch your colon on TV. Or C, as in colonic, a procedure. It's not a procedure. It's a therapy. It's a therapy. Where you sit down on a table. It's lovely. If you go to the right place, it's very therapeutic. You almost think you're in a spa until somebody sticks something up your butt. <laughs> and then it's <laughs> and a tells surprising you to spa. And you're like, ooh, I'm so relaxed. So a colonic is technically water flowing, gently flowing in and out of your colon. And in order to get to your colon, it has to enter through your anus. Your out hole. Yeah. I mean, what the actual full name of the treatment is colonic hydrotherapy, yes. which in itself, it's it, it, all it is is therapy using water. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Nope. Don't get scared, people. It's totally fine. People, I think this has been going on for thousands of years. I don't know. Right. Don't, I mean, anyone fact check that. It's I have no not idea. dissimilar to an enema. It's just a more controlled environment, which I think everybody like. That's the thing. People are not so daunted by enemas. They, yeah, they are. I've given myself enemas. Well, and, that's my point. Know. Like, I think there are plenty of people who have had an enema that still think that colonics are not okay. And yeah. Okay. Like, let me tell you the difference. Enemas you have to do by yourself, and <sighs> I don't. I don't trust myself to nope. do that. Colonic is the potential just like, for mess is tenfold. No, there's no mess with an enema. No, I'm there's saying, no mess in it. It's not depends like depends on which ones you've had. What kind of animals you give yourself? Well, you know, it's not like you know things come flying out. You should be so lucky. Anyway, we the, digress. I but definition was... of colonic, I think that's a good definition. Gentle water going in and out. I think the experience that you have at Sanavita is superior in that the bedside manner, which a rule certainly she's amazing. She's amazing, and I think that she has really trained. And there's been a here we go with a pun, a trickle-down effect with, <laughs> with her bedside manner. Everybody that works there, I've had treatments from multiple people there, and everybody has always just been super 
professional. They make you feel really comfortable. You feel really safe. It's not like an embarrassing experience at all. It's more just like this is we're in like a, a clean and, you know, quiet and serene environment and we're going to do some cleaning. Yeah. So we sent a lot of blueprint clients, customers to Sana Vita to help with the elimination process during their cleanse. You definitely don't have to be doing a juice cleanse, but it obviously helps. She did tell me one story one time that I've never forgotten, which is that some dude came in for a colonic like moments after he had had a martini and steak lunch, uh, this big like Wall Street dude, and things got out yeah. of hand. Yeah. Well, like, I, you know, just it all it's depends. common sense, people. Listen, no, it depends on the person. It depends on the person. It really does. You could think, one might think that maybe there was, an, you know, some kind of explosive reaction on the table. Or you could go in the opposite direction, which I think would be more likely, which is you get no movement. Nothing happens because right. you're so damn constipated. Right. Which also I think is a good point that in terms of who should do it, who's a good candidate for it. Like it's not just, oh, if you're doing a juice cleanse. That obviously is kind of like the cherry on the Sunday of doing like a full program of clean eating or juice. But people who have, I mean, a whole host of like digestive issues can be addressed by doing colonic if you're suffering from constipation on a regular basis or just like in general, like bowel distress and irregularity or gut health issues, all that stuff. Yeah. So she breaks down who's supposed to be doing it. By the way, want to hear a joke? I would love to. Who's there? <laughs> um, it's a constipation joke. What do you call it? When you miss your window and um, you don't get to poop until much later in the day and then it just kind of sneaks up on you. I don't know. What? Overduty. Overdue <laughs> tea. Overdue tea. But um, Also could be over poo, but I think overduty has a better flow. Maybe we could get a flushing sound effect there oh. to really punctuate that duty joke. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, Erica. Listen, I got toddlers. All I do is talk about duty and poo-poo But that's what all we day. should. That's what we should be doing, honestly. Like, let's Dear remove Lord. some of this whole, like, layer of just discomfort around, you know, everybody poops. And I think that a rule of all people, like the conversation we had with her, she was just straight up, like, she told us exactly how she got to where she got to. And it was a fascinating story. She had some major healing crises, people. Let me tell you, one of them includes accidentally, unexpectedly pooping out black rocks like while she was in the spa yeah or the gym and it just came out and the food was like steaming crazy she didn't know what it was spoiler it was alert sorry she's gonna get into it but it's just like how did she get there how do you get there right and the point is really like if you are there or if you feel like you might be getting there then there is actually a solution for you there's a app for that could you imagine so instagram is just like all we do is take pictures of our food and what we ingest. Could you imagine if there is an equal and opposite Instagram it in the... 1,000% exists somewhere. It has we to. just haven't done the digging. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's a good point. Like Where we just... It looks so pretty going focus in. Focus on elimination and that's it. Yeah. Hmm? Underground Instagram. Underground. It's not even underground. You just don't know about it. It's under your... It's under... It's, oh, it's I under said another pun. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay, so... Anyway, a rule is amazing. What she does is amazing. And the effects are amazing. It will change your life. It will. It really does change yeah, your life. Yeah, I've does. been doing it. Listen, oh, my, my husband, 10th date, not even two months into our relationship. I took him to You're get like, a colonic. Here's what's going to happen. I took him to get a colonic. And you know what? That sealed 
our love bond. Now, was there a dialogue about this going in? Was this a surprise? Was this like, date night, guess what? Well, he was interested in how I was eating and living and cleansing, and he was interested in Blueprint, and I said, well, then you need to do a cleanse, and he did a cleanse, and I said, well, guess what? If you do a cleanse, you got to take care of that other part. You need the icing. You need to take care of what comes out, too. That's half the, you know, that's half of it. So he was game. And how was it for him? I mean, he came out skipping. He literally just jumped in the air, <laughs> clicked his later. heels, and said, marry me. <laughs> Uh, well, so then, you know, for all those love loss out there. Mm-hmm. Ladies, if you're listening, take your man to Kalanick. First date. Now, make it the second. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to be too forward. <laughs> uh. um, all right. And with that, let's uh, let's go listen to some conversations with our Well, so let's start from the beginning then. We'd love to hear really your story and how you kind of got started in wellness and more specifically kind of doing what you do. Yeah, my journey started when I was 13, um, having lunch out of the school at the local place that we used to go. And Where did you grow up? I grew up in Long Island okay. in Hewlett, one of the five towns in the south shore of Long, Long Island. Uh-huh. And um, never really fit in very well over there and was having lunch with my other friends that didn't fit in and doing the usual cheeseburger fries. And I was mid-burger and heard a voice that said, you can <laughs> never eat another bite of that ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I put it down. I was like, guess what, guys? I'm a vegetarian. Like, Did you tell your friends that you heard voices in your cheeseburger? It was just that one day. I didn't typically okay. hear voices, actually. That was it. It was taken from me. It wasn't, it was effortless. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't crave it. It wasn't like a chore. The only thing that was a decision was to give up fish at some point. Mm-hmm. So here I was, you know, mid 80s in Long Island. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and my mother was like, no, I'm not cooking you anything special. And not. so I grew up like on, you know, red kidney beans out of the can mm-hmm. and tuna out of the can and salad, you know, and like, and in retrospect, I realized that's probably why I've always been cold my whole life. Because I grew up eating cold, eating cold food. food. Yeah. All, yeah, always. And, um, but that piqued my interest like you know why because it it wasn't about the animals it wasn't about being humane it was never a thought and I was like okay so why is this way better and why do I feel good doing it this way and so I started just reading everything I could get my hands on about nutrition and um at 13 yeah that's really this is not an ethical move this is purely like for whatever reason this isn't going to make me feel better and I just know it I just knew that the, yeah. it was that's what I was supposed to do, and I didn't know the why yet. Yeah. So I wanted to educate myself to understand why I was doing what I was doing out of pure faith. And it was, like I said, it was just meant to be because it was so easy. And like now, later on, now I'm in my mid, uh, I'm 47, you know, for lots of reasons, thought about incorporating meat into my diet. I don't sleep well. I'm anemic. You know, I've had many practitioners tell me I need more grounding. And for me, it's like someone trying to become a vegetarian, me trying to become a meat right, eater. I can't get there. I, mm-hmm. I can't get there. Yeah. Just for the record, because no one can see you, you look about 10 years old. I know. I'm like, 47. I'm like, this is really upsetting me right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, you're literally, you look younger than me. And my birthday is tomorrow, so I'm having a lot of age mm-hmm. issues right now. But yeah. anyway, says the youngest well, person I, in the room. I, 
You need to behave very immature. And that helps you stay young, I do. Too. No, That's mentally, good. I'm still 18. Like, yeah. It's, I can't get past that age no, it, up I, here. I know. Yeah. Yeah, so um, thank you. So, yes. So you discovered in your research. And then I started, yeah, just studying nutrition. Yeah. And that started, that was what put me on my path, was that moment. That was my aha moment. But then later on, I went to college and I made a best friend who taught me how to be bulimic. Mm. And um, you know, yes, yes, I, I thought so. <laughs> I gained the freshman 15 and like there wasn't a lot for me to eat. And it was very it didn't have junk in the house. So like when I would get on my own, I'd go nuts mm. with, you know, and although it's a vegetarian, there's, you know, candy and, you know, just crap right. that I would it's very shovel easy in. to be an unhealthy vegetarian. So easy. easy. Yeah. She taught me how to be bulimic and I started abusing laxatives. <laughs> And I could still, like, when I think of it, I could still mm. feel, like, the 30 X-lax coated Eesh. pills all in one gulp oh, going down God. with, like, a Gatorade or something, you know, like, something. And it just and just trying to hold it down, not, you know, I, I guess I, I always had a real bad thing about vomiting. So I went the other direction. Mm. And long story short, I destroyed my peristalsis. What is your peristalsis? The peristalsis is the contraction in the muscle of the intestines that pushes matter through the intestines. That's right. how it goes up and across and down. And how did you actually discover that that's what had happened? So I discovered that after stopping pooing okay. on my own. Because you didn't have that reflex anymore. I didn't have... Like contractions, like when you give birth, it's what's pushing the baby out. It's the same yeah, thing, right? Exactly. So the muscle just wasn't working anymore. Mm. I would go two weeks without a bowel movement, without even like a pebble of a bowel <laughs> movement. So the self-loathing began and like just the word is just disgusting. Like I just was disgusting. I tasted disgusting. I smelled disgusting. I felt disgusting. My thoughts were disgusting. My attitude was disgusting. It was all just shit. It was all poison. And I didn't think I was worthy of being near anybody ever. I didn't want anybody close to me. And this turned into, you know, obviously serious depression where they eventually institutionalized me, medicated me. And you're what, like around 20 now? Or At this point, I was uh, 17. I was in a um, mental institution with very unwell people and heavily, heavily medicated on wow. lithium, diagnosed as manic depressive, schizophrenic, you know, clinically depressed, bipolar, like everything under the sun. And I spent two years battling that and going in and out of institutions. And I was confronted with a long-term stay that they were going to send me somewhere and I didn't know how long I would be there. Like I had been, you know, it had been months. Now it could be a year or mm -hmm. more than a year. Mm -hmm. And that terrified me enough to take control and say, you know, this is not what it is. It's something else. I want to be happy. I just don't know how. And I had to figure it out. I couldn't be happy with all, I just made the connection. All of a sudden it just clicked. Like, I, how can I be happy when I'm physically feeling so awful mm -hmm. and I have to find a way to cleanse it out? And that started my interest in cleansing. Mm -hmm. So I started reading up on that and doing. did my first juice cleanse at 22. Did my first 10 day, no, I'm sorry, two week juice cleanse. 
and was taking drinking Epsom salts because I understood the importance of flushing. Mm -hmm. So when you're cleansing, your cells are having a chance to cleanse. You're cleansing on a cellular level and all those toxins that have been, you know, inside need to come out. But if you don't have bulk, you know, or if you're already compromised and you're not pooing, then they're not, they're staying inside and they're recirculating in the blood and circulating everywhere in your body. So I understood the importance of flushing it out. So I was taking Epsom salts, but they would make me violently vomit. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I mean, just explosive diarrhea. I didn't know when it was going to happen. And all of a sudden it would be just flying out of my butthole and I, I wouldn't be prepared. You know, that was my first cleanse. And it was just, I was sitting in the steam room and I could smell the asthma medicine that I had taken, you know, that mm -hmm. I hadn't taken in like five years that I had taken for a decade, you know, growing up, I had terrible, terrible asthma and I could smell it coming out of my pores in the steam room. And then I had to, I was in the shower and that all of a sudden just, the explosive diarrhea happened and rocks came, black rocks just came out. I was mortified and they smelled so rancid. What was, what was the black rocks? It was stuff that was had been stuck in my intestines. Just impacted matter. Impacted yeah. old, mm. what I think was probably dead carcass. You know, I had, I had been a vegetarian for so long, but I never, you know, cleansed. Right. And I had so much constipation. So, um, I mean, I put like steaming water on it, tried to dissolve it. It was just hard, old poison, poisonous matter. And it made me realize even more so that I was on the right path, mm -hmm. that th this is what was ailing me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I was any of these things. It was that I was full of toxins and I needed to clear it out. So I continued to doing cleanses, but the Epsom salts just never felt right for me. And now I'm in my mid twenties and I'm like step queen at crunch gym every Saturday. Oh my I'm God. there. Step. Yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> 9 a.m. step class. So after that immediate cleanse, you felt obviously a tremendous amount of relief, I would assume, after yes. you passed this like insane impacted matter. How did you feel mentally? I mean, because I started to feel better. Yeah. And I started to feel stronger, worthy, happy, like worthy is like the, the mm -hmm. you know, like the word that comes to mind, you know, feeling so worthless yeah. and not worthy of any of these basic things like being close to people and love and respect and happiness. I started to own it and feel empowered and like, and maybe also like I had worked really hard to be worthy of it. Not, not, not that anybody should ever have to, but I felt like I did. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, felt, you know, at times like a superwoman, like while, while, as I'm sure you guys probably have similar experiences while I'm cleansing, it's like all my other senses become so fired up. I can smell things from like three subway cars down and for better health. It's cut. Yeah. It's like being four months pregnant, but much <laughs> lighter. Yeah. Senses are heightened. Yeah. yeah, totally. But so after that, so you had this kind of like mental clarity almost immediately, it sounds like. Yeah. And so you were able to sort of put all of the real heavy medical concerns behind you and everybody supported your path and your I, I was better I was clearly better and I didn't need the medicine that I didn't need to drink the Kool-Aid right, right. you know I was and I was doing okay I was doing great for the outside world I was doing great for me personally I was still trying to figure out the recipe and um, 
So there was this woman, Shirley, that would take the step class with me every Saturday. And then one day she was just like, you are not going to believe what I did this weekend. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, I had me a colonic. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Shirley, what are you Shirley, talking yes. She's like, ugh. She was like, so she had gone way deep into the bowels of Brooklyn. This is like in the mid-90s. Excellent pun work, by I mean, the way. <laughs> thank you. It's endless. And uh, it, it really is endless. And yeah, it was, you know, I, so she gave me the address, the directions. It was like an, you know, an hour trip on the subway. And uh, I walked into the back room of a community center, totally jerry-rigged system. Wow. And I had me my first colonic. And I had a major, major um, healing crisis. So much toxicity flushing out and hitting the bloodstream at once because that membrane of the intestines is semi-permeable, which means things pass through. So when the toxins are sitting in there, as they loosen up before they actually come out, that, that matter, those toxins seep through that membrane, hit the blood. So you can feel just like you would feel right before diarrhea or food poisoning, you know, the sweats and the shakes and the, you know, but for me, the heavens sang. I also heard the heavens singing. I was like, and that was it. I was like, that. Uh, this is how, because while all this is going on, I'm out there trying to figure out what my place in the world, what my work is, what right. my contribution is. Mm -hmm. And I want to do, I want to be a therapist because I was so effed up and I want to help other people and I want to work with children and I want to go for Chinese medicine and I try all these things, but nothing is clicking. And in that moment, I knew this was my work. Mm -hmm. I want, I was going to heal myself with this and I was then going to help others mm -hmm. heal themselves. The last piece of the puzzle. Yes. Yeah. And um, it took three and a half years. I went regularly um, every week and I slowly retrained that muscle that had atrophied how to have that muscle memory, how to make that. It's like going to the gym and mm -hmm. doing a bicep curl. And you can only curl two pounds at first, you know, and you struggle. But then you can do a lot more repetitions and you can bump up your weight. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you have a bicep muscle again. And it's strong and it knows how to contract. And that's what's happening with the intestines as well. That's the water instigates stimulus. Mm -hmm. You know, it stimulates a, a movement and it starts to move a little bit. And after time, it moves a little bit more. And it, before you know it, it's making a contraction. And over the course of three and a half years, it started to make many contractions. And then I finally started contracting on my own and going to the bathroom on my own. And if anybody had ever told me like that I was do, going to do something as simple as who on my own on a regular basis, <laughs> right. I would have cried out of joy at the thought of being able to do that, not God, being able to believe that amazing. that could be possible. And I go to the bathroom usually at least once, maybe several times a day, every day. And it's like a miracle. So then I know that that's what I want to do, but I'm still so far from it. And I, you know, I figure out all right, what, what do I need to do to do that? Meanwhile, I go to work for my family business in real estate development, and I'm working with all my family, my brother, my grandpa, my cousins, my uncle, my dad, and I loved it. I was very good at it, and I, it's very heavily in my, in my, in my um, astrological chart, real estate, but I want to build this empire of poo, right? <laughs> 
So um, I research and I find the perfect teacher in the perfect school. It's in Florida. And I call and I give my deposit right away. Like not having any plans of when I have time to go and do it. So I, I pay first and then I f- try to figure out the details. And I go to, you know, my dad and I'm like, I want out. It's like, you know, a little bit like the Jewish mafia. Like, I want out, you know? <laughs> I want to branch out on my own. Here's a raise. Why don't you just stay a little while longer and think about it? You know, another year goes by. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I want out. You know, here's a car. And this went on for three years. You know, he's like, what do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, here. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how to explain this to my friends. Just, <laughs> just stay. Stay where you are. Yeah. And then I was you know, working and everything. And I knew it was time for a cleanse. And I just couldn't, you know, when you just can't get, you just can't get it up to do it. You know, you know, you're ready to clean out, but you're just not in the mood. And um, to step up to the plate and, you know, do what it takes. So a friend of mine sent me a link to an urban cleanse. It was a master cleanse being held by a shaman in the city. And the group would meet each night. So it was like perfect. You know, you could do your day and then meet up for your communal support each evening. And every evening was a different thing that we were doing together. And um, How long was it? It was 10 days. Mm-hmm. And the f- at the end was a, um, a sweat lodge. So what is the actual cleanse consistent? It was it juice? The, is it, it's the master cleanse. Master cleanse, yeah. yeah. Spicy lemonade. Good old-fashioned exactly. spicy lemonade. <laughs> Maple syrup. Yep. So I, did, I went on the first day, and she asked us to write down our intentions of what we wanted to manifest through this transformation. So I wanted to give up my bad patterns and meet my true love and the father of my children and empower myself to open up my own cleansing center. So on the last night, well, that first night, there were two guys that came in. <laughs> One of them was cute and tall. And um, on the last night, he gave me a ride home, and that's the father of my children. <laughs> and even though, you know, we're not still together, I have my babies. And um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, after trying for three years to go do this thing that I wanted to do, I knew that if I born her and she's in my, my son always says, you born me. I'm sorry. If I gave birth to her, <laughs> mama, you born me once. You can born me again. <laughs> born but, me once. Shame on you. <laughs> so I knew if I like had her in my hands, I would never have the guts to give up all the secure, the financial security that I had to go follow my dream. And so I just did it and um, had a little bit of falling out with my dad, um, who is a huge supporter of me now. He's very proud of me and what I've accomplished. Did you accomplish convincing him to not until have a clonic? Oh, no, no, no. No, he still <laughs> never had a clonic. No. Any family members? Were you able to convince anyone? No. And I, you know what? I don't try to convince people. Right. It shouldn't be a Come convincing on, yeah. island. So you're in this cleanse and you meet the father. Like, how many of your wishes came true? So I, I met the father of my children. I had two children with him. I was pregnant. Not, neither of my children were planned. All of a sudden, I was pregnant. And um, and I knew, like, I had to either make this change now or I'm never going to have the guts to do it. So because of the gift of my daughter is what gave me the courage to leave and to follow my dream and open up the center. And, um, you know, you don't know how you do the things right. you do until you, do you get through it. You just do it. You do it one step in front of the other. That's an amazing story. Yeah. So if I could just ask just some technical questions. Sure. Yeah. So 
before Santa Vida, I think I had only done gravity colonics. And, okay, so let me just back up for a second. I I had done gravity colonics and self-administered enemas at the good old-fashioned, you know, at the Ann Wigmore Institute, actually. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned to do that. Um, That was like our nightly event. Um, (laughs) It was like the entertainment. I mean, it was, uh, anyway, so there's enema, there's colonic, and then under the colonic umbrella there is gravity, and then there is what you do. So can you just describe the difference between sort of manual gravity and enema? Yeah, sure. So the gravity basically just comes, the water comes out at the rate of gravity. And you can manipulate that to a degree by squeezing the tube and slowing that flow of water. Generally, there's like a five-gallon tank that sits high up on a shelf that has a tube that lets that water come out uh, down the tube that tube would be attached to some type of speculum that would be inserted in the rectum. And the water flushes in and releases out. I use something called a Dotolo device, but it's an FDA-approved and regulated device that allows you to control the speed of the water, the pressure, the temperature, and it makes it much more gentle, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember first having the conversations, and my first experience also was with gravity. And in my mind, I'm like, well, gravity's natural, and it just uses the force of gravity. So this much must be the better way to go compared to using some sort of like, like machine and a don't sterile turn off the faucet, right? <laughs> and then once I kind of came around that corner, I was like, oh yeah, never doing that gravity thing again. Because to your point, like the control that you're able to employ to actually really regulate the speed and the intensity of the water makes all the difference in the world. So either of these methods, both it's the same, I mean, it's the same principle. And then comparing that to something like a self-administered enema, what would you So the thing with the enema is you could only get so far. I mean, you could still have tremendous success in releasing. And I think enemas are great, are a great tool to use if you're doing something more consistently um, or something in between. But the colonics, with an enema, it's usually a liter of water. And it goes in generally just to that descending portion of the colon. It looks like a little IV bag. Like a hot water bottle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll let that go in. You'll hold it as long as you can, and then you'll release it. With the colonic, we're filtering water very, very slowly up into the descending, releasing it, making a clearing, and then doing another slow fill, letting the water now that we've made a clearing go in up a little deeper and then releasing that and then going up a little deeper and releasing that. And the the idea is that you can continue getting that water, water further up, higher and deeper. And the reason why we go slow is so that we're not fighting against the body. We're going gently with the body because like we have nooks and crannies, we have gas pockets. So if you turn the water up, if you try to go too fast, too quickly, the water can hit a gas pocket. You can feel very uncomfortable. You can't hold it anymore. You have to release it and you can't get past that break, you know, like Mm -hmm. where if you go slowly and gently, you know, just like anything else, the body relaxes and the water can all of a sudden you feel pressure and all of a sudden it ekes past that gas pocket and, and, oh, I I feel fine again. And now, you, you know, the water's going up further 
And um, so you know. I just want to say there's yeah. also a little bit of theater at Sanavita because you get the you have the ability to watch um, what's coming if out. If you choose. If you I choose. remember being asked, I, do you want to watch? Oh, God, it's it's like an amazing like, no, that's show. that's okay. I'm good. So there's like a window and then there's a tube that goes through this window and you literally get to see all everything that you're passing go through this tube, which is like. Oh, it's all very, you know. Um, well, I did. Yeah, I wanted to actually everybody. point out when you saying when you talk about release, like the biggest difference between the enema experience and the clonic is that what you're releasing is still in a tube. Like for anybody who's confused about where it's going, what's yes. happening, like you're definitely not releasing water and matter all over a table repeatedly. It's all in this tube. Right, right. Yeah, I guess we should define actually yeah. what a clonic is. But I will say what. So when I learned that I had. A lot of gas, apparently. I did not know because until I watched yes, it going through the, the tubes go by. And I was like, wait, what are all those bubbles? And then whoever was administering it was like, um, that's gas. Yeah. That's all gas. So I just like to think that, you know, it saved me from a lot of embarrassment, a lot of eventual embarrassment. So, yeah, maybe it's good to back up for a second and just like sort of define what colonic is. How are you lying on the table? What's actually happening, just the step-by-step process, because sure. I don't want people to think that, you know, you sort of go in and someone kind of, like, pokes you with something and, and then, then you poop it, in a tube. And then there's, like, an explosion yeah. on the table. It's not <laughs> there, that at all. There is another kind of colonic that we didn't talk about that's called the Libby. That is an open hmm. system where oh there is an... Oh, boy. They... they I've actually never had one, um, but like they set you up and then they walk out of the room. And so you're in there by yourself and water is continuously going in and you're just releasing in some kind of into a I guess into like you're sitting in some kind of chair that I guess underneath has some kind of plumbing oh, so like, like a toilet. A, so yeah, sort of, yeah. Like those Toto toilets with all the loud bells and whistles. <laughs> I'm like, I don't yeah, I'm I've never had one myself, yeah. but that talking about the different kinds yeah. or is that kind as well yeah, but I think I prefer to keep it in the tube likewise and then also you know having someone there to you know that's not right the kind of thing most people want to do on their own but I think that's funny that you say that because it's actually something that most people would say this is not the type of thing I would want to do with somebody but I think that again is such a huge testament to you and the team that you have trained like never once did I ever feel even the slightest bit of awkwardness or discomfort everybody's approach is just so great bedside manner for great. sure yeah. yeah and anybody I've recommended who look I was much more entrenched in the whole world than you know people that I've sent there and everybody has come away with the same like I didn't think I could actually have this experience with another person in the room right. but I, I mean it's a far cry from any kind of like gynecological experience I've ever had that's for sure and mm-hmm. they're they're you know I think equally intimate yeah yeah, yeah. so nice job by you <laughs> yeah. on that. I, you train my I, I think doctor. it's the kind of thing you really need to want to be doing it's got to be your calling yeah if you're going to be in that position yeah it takes yeah. a certain type of person for sure yeah to be able to do that yeah just in general, who should be getting a colonic? Anyone that would get their teeth cleaned should get a colonic. <laughs> um, everyone and anyone can benefit from it. Listen, I have a five-part dental regime, and I go every six months, and I have tartar buildup. I don't know why. I'm, it's not. I don't think it's because I'm bad or I'm doing the wrong thing. It's just what happens, you know, and... Just like, yes, the body should work perfectly in God's plan. You know, he built us perfectly, but we don't live perfectly. And so we need a little assistance. Mm -hmm. My personal feeling is 
I'd so much rather have it out than keep it. Mm-hmm. It's not serving me in any way, shape, yeah. or form. And if I need a little assistance every once in a while to get the rest of it out, then I'm happy to do. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, so I feel everyone could benefit from it. I think a seasonal, you know, approach is the right approach. And it's not necessarily. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. It's not necessarily something you have to do in conjunction with cleansing, because there are a lot of, I mean, and I want to talk about kind of the controversy in general around all of this, but there are people who are just not into juicing, not buying it, not feeling like something they want to do that will still do a clonic and can still benefit. So the the two certainly complement each other, but they don't have to go hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you want, you know, I go get my teeth clean. I want to try to not eat candy for as many days as I can before like ruining all the cleanliness that I have. So like if you do a colonic, generally you'll feel your, you know, what you're like, actually physically your cravings will be different and you'll feel like I want to ride this wave as long as I can. Well, and to your, the same analogy, like you're not going to eat a bunch of like, you know, sticky toffee before you go to the dentist. So in the same way, you should probably kind of clean things up a little bit before you have a colonic, but it doesn't have to be juice. Right. It definitely doesn't have to be juice. It be broth and things that are light. vegetables and fruit and just, you know, fibrous kind of bulk items and maybe avoid some animal protein. Yeah, yeah. just good. just or just even, you know, cutting out the usual suspects, the inflammatories, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to prepare. But the more you do, the right. gentler the, the experience yeah. will be. So and you're going to get better results, most likely. Could I ask? OK, so yeah. there's one piece of this experience that I thought was very exciting. And I wonder if it's evolved since I last had it done. So there, there are like implants. That, so you can have like flushes, like a chlorophyll flush right. so, and a coffee flush. So you can basically, I mean, you could do a full coffee enema. But so when you're done with a colonic, you can get a little sort of like you know, topper of a liquid chlorophyll um, to fill up and then flush out. And the idea being that you absorb those nutrients through your colon. Absolutely. Yeah. So so a lot of people have heard of coffee enemas. Coffee is very stimulating and very effective. I feel that chlorophyll does the same. It's also incredibly stimulating. It's antibacterial, anti-candidal, antifungal. It's great at breaking up gases, and it's full of oxygen. I mean, I can't think of a more pure food to ingest. Mm-hmm. It's the blood of plants. Yeah. So um, I prefer to use that over coffee. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when you know when I created Sanavita, I wanted to give what I felt was the best to all of my clients. So. Chlorophyll comes with every colonic unless you prefer not to have it. And we do do it somewhere into the second half of the session. Sometimes it's the last fill. Sometimes it's not necessarily the very last fill, but we like to empty out as much as we can so that the body can absorb, Mm -hmm. so that it is clearer and cleaner and it can absorb um, the nutrients of the chlorophyll, just like those toxins are seeping through the semi-permeable membrane of the intestines into the blood and making us feel sick. The benefits of the chlorophyll is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's seeping through the intestines into the blood and oxygenating our blood and delivering that oxygen all over our body. So we like to clear out and then do a nice fill with the chlorophyll and have you hold it as long as comfortable so that you can absorb as many of that as much of that as possible. It's kind of like mouthwash. Totally. 
It's just sort of like, after you brush your teeth, do all this work, and then you get a little, like, flush of yeah. refreshment. I actually totally. drink it every day after having conversations with you, actually. Yeah. I get it, like, a little tincture and put it in water. It's wonderful. Like, yeah. first thing in the morning, it's bright green. So... Is there anything new we can flush in there? I mean, is there any? I don't know. Like, what anything can else I put in there? Yeah. What else can I put in there? <laughs> I think about. I don't know. We should have some adaptogens in there. Um, we we use probiotics. Sometimes we'll put pro, um, probiotics as a um, insert. So just but like when you, you say insert, you mean is in liquid form? I mean, is it is it part? Usually, of a, I use powder okay. and um, put it into the water Got in it. the in the bottle mm-hmm. in the glass implant bottle and then and let do a fill with that Mm -hmm. so sometimes we do probiotics and chlorophyll i like to really just stick with the chlorophyll and pure alkalized filtered water Mm -hmm. so i mean we could really literally talk about this all day but we need to kind of i want to move on from this to to ask because i know that people's ears are going to be burning while they're listening to this because there's just so many different kind of schools of thought and arguments around this. I mean, can you speak a little bit to some of the controversy? You know, you've got people in the nutrition sort of old school camp saying this is absolutely, A, it can be dangerous. It's something that, you know, is not necessary. And what you were saying earlier about, you know, yes, in theory, the body can heal and cleanse itself, but that's not the way we live anymore. But what is your sort of position in response to all of these kind of, you know, these these protests? Yeah, the naysayers. Yeah. um, You know, I don't get too involved. I I feel it's really important for people to make their own decisions and their own choices and that they should be supported to do that. I'm not trying to convince or force anyone to get a colonic. So if you don't want to get a colonic, don't, I would support you to not get one. But things like, um, it's going to take away all my, my natural probiotics. Well, every time you poo or have diarrhea or expel in any way, you're releasing healthy and unhealthy probiotics. And so we just give you a probiotic after the session to replenish the healthy bacteria. Mm -hmm. And that's something that people should be taking every day, Mm -hmm. always, no matter what, anyway. Um, It's not going to hurt, and it can only help, and it will help. As far as becoming dependent on it, that's another thing that naysayers will -hmm. will say. For me, it was the absolute opposite experience. Yeah, that's so fascinating to me, because that is the one, that is the the biggest um, sort of, the loudest comment I hear is like, you're going to lose the ability to poop on your own. Listen, if you do colonics every single day and then all of a sudden for a year and then all of a sudden don't go get a colonic, you, I'm sure, will be constipated. But mm-hmm. who's doing that? Right. You know, like everything. No and yes, you can you can have a colonic by someone that could hurt you. That is true. Right. You could go to the doctor and get hurt. Right. You could the go to the hairdresser and get all your hair cut. And that's not what you wanted. Yeah. You know, like anything right. can happen. You have to research. You have to trust the, you know, the people that you go to, the place that you go to. Just like with anything, you have to use your scruples yeah. and you have to make an educated decision on what's going to be right for you. And I think we gave the same advice with cleanses. You know, it was kind of like oh, your body is self-cleaning. It's kind of the same argument. And the nays- naysayers had similar points about, you know, your organs are there to clean and that's their job. And why do you need to sort of you know, overhaul that. I, and, you know, and I know earlier you said we are all perfect. I'm going to go ahead and say we're not perfect. I think humans are imperfect and they're, that's a beautiful thing. And so we need assistance in, you know, a few different areas sometimes. Wait, we have one last question. Yes. That's just like our fun little, like, let's have this 
kind of, you know, little game we play. Right, before um, you go. Before you go. Who is at your fantasy dinner party? Just like one or two guests. It doesn't have to be the whole table. Give me three people. What are you eating? Those are a lot of questions. Goldie Hawn. Oh, yeah. It's because she's so cool. Yeah. And um, we would be having homemade sushi wrapped in cucumber skin and salad. That is vivid and amazing. I love it. it. And you just, you knew exactly what it was instantly. I mean, I'm coming to that dinner. Let's send her an invite. (laughs) Thank you so much, Rula. It's really great to see you and to have you here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Highway to Well. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Highway to Well Podcast. Or if you have more time to hang out with us, check out our product reviews, send us your ideas for guests or topics, and learn more about our guests at HighwayToWellPodcast.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app.